What's up, Draft Vice? Walter, here again. Buddy Quinn, say hi, Quinn. Hello. And today we have a Jets fan on with us. Give it up for our buddy, Steve Pamelia. Yes, I will never be more worsely... Is that a word? Worsely introduced than a Jets fan. Okay. <laughs> yeah. what, what other, yeah. what yeah. other introduction? What, what the fuck are you trying to say? Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, well, I'd rather because... have, uh, here's a guest and he breathes. Yeah, I would have been happier with that than I'm a Jets fan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay, this is Steve. He breathes. Uh, he drinks. What do you drink? Coffee? Water? Water? Coffee? Milk, toast? Anything. I drink anything. You drink anything? Do you eat anything? Yes, everything. Well, okay. Actually, honestly, I mean, I mean, to tell you the absolute truth, they did this stupid thing with the GM, but I think the Jets made a lot of decent moves. I really, you know, we know I don't like Le'Veon Bell. I think he's a piece of shit. But, I mean, at least they went and got him. All right, so yeah, let's introduce that because most of this podcast is going to be about the Jets firing their GM, McCagnan, uh, and the hiring of Adam Gase and how well that was handled and potential search for the new GM. So, uh, how do you feel about the? How do you guys feel about this? I know you said you liked it. How do you feel about it, Steve? I mean, it's just. I said I you said you kind of like the idea kind of, you, of the guy getting fired. No, I don't know I enough. I don't know enough about the guy. I think it's stupid because the guy did get these people, so he made moves. It seems like he was going to do something. It seems to me like Gase is covering his ass. That's what it seems to me like personally. But I'm not a Jets fan. I mean, this is the deal. Like, who is Gase? Who is Adam Gase? He's a Gase. He's. Yeah, I He's mean, like, where did he come from? He's the former Miami Dolphins coach. Okay, that's great. I mean, <laughs> and what the fuck what does, does that mean? mean? Like that, I wouldn't even put that on my resume. It means he's, <laughs> if, it means, it means got, he's got a tan, right? If I got fired from the Dolphins. <laughs> I mean, think about that. I mean, I'd rather be fired from the Browns. I mean, at least there's multiple people, a lot of people that have been fired from the Browns. Okay, you look at Adam Gase. He got fired from Miami. And they, they treat him like this almighty God. I mean, he is literally, I know it's not a permanent thing, but he is the acting GM right now and coach. That's a lot of power of a New York sports team, no matter who you are, what team you're on. I mean, that's a lot of power that he, they just gave this He guy. did make it to the playoffs with Miami. I, that's, I mean, okay. It, yeah. He, he made it to the. He playoffs. also he also was uh, the OC for Peyton Manning. He had Jay Cutler. He actually made Jay Cutler a decent uh, quarterback for one season. So Let's talk about Jay Cutler for so, a second. So, so right since now. I'm just curious, since when do head coaches fire GMs? I don't know. They, that... they don't. What happens is the the owner fired the GM, Charles Johnson. Well, actually, but not even the owner. His brother. Well, yeah. I mean, this is this is the thing. It it's a bizarre situation. I mean, we're not, we're not, we've seen a couple times where post draft GMs have been fired. Mm-hmm. But we've never seen a GM hire a coach. Okay. He was put in charge of finding the Jets a coach, in which case I thought he struck out. I mean, McCarthy was literally on the table, said he wasn't going to take any job except the New York Jets job. Then they go with Adam Gase, and this guy essentially just took McCagnon's job straight from under him. Well, here's the thing. McCagnon's the one who struck out on those interviews. This is the first time McCagnon did the hiring of any coaches. And I, what's been reported recently has been that he's the one that lost them a lot of these coaching hires. Yeah. He's the one who 
when he, you know, when he, in the interview process, him and uh, the Heimenberger, Hi, Hi, Heimendinger, Heimendinger, Wow, that sounds that sounds like a porn name. That you know what that you know what that name I, sounds I'm like. Hit him in the hymen, nigger. I'm not down with racism, so <laughs> cut it out, all right? Oh. <laughs> all I'm saying is that name sounds like you work for the Jets. That's that's what it comes down to. Exactly. You were a joke, so okay, you got the job. So apparently, they did not handle themselves very well in the interview process. This is coming from Tony Pauline. This is coming from uh, Manish Mehta, who are people who report on the Jets consistently. And apparently they were the reasons they, they wanted to tie uh, both Matt Rule, who was actually their number one candidate. The guy who they wanted was a college a college coach uh, from Baylor who hasn't done much. Matt Rule? Matt Rule, oh, college Rule. coach. I was going to say a Chinese coach. <laughs> Says he's not racist. Yeah, right. Anyway. Um, then they wanted, uh, they wanted uh, your boy. McCarthy. Yeah. And, I mean, but keep in mind in the last 3 years McCarthy and Gase have made it to the to the playoffs the same amount of times. Yeah, I think there's a huge difference. Yeah, McCarthy's that, got a Super Bowl though. I mean, I, yeah, on, that's you know? that's a big big Yeah, thing. but I'm talking about recently. I mean, here's the deal. I mean, what I've heard and I heard uh Francesa talk about this actually yesterday was that as far as the coaching situation, there was a couple of you college like guys. Do you like Mike Mitzesa? Absolutely not. I hate him. But the... I, I have a good impression. <laughs> Jeter, Jeter, and Jeter. If Jeter was here, I'd suck his Jeter. <laughs> but um, he uh, he said he said basically it came down to Bruce Arians who didn't want the job. They wanted Bruce Arians a lot. He didn't want to move to the North. He's a Southern guy. That's that's how it went. Although, so he supposedly, he was willing to take the Cleveland job. Yeah, well, but then again, I think when you look at the Cleveland situation, that's a good job for a new head, uh, for a new head coach. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I ain't got to do with that. You're such a homer, man. You have no journalistic integrity, man. Come on, Wojo. Excuse you. So. I'm sorry, my friend. This coming from the guy who's wearing the same Hawaiian shirt two days in a row. That's right, man. <laughs> hey, by the way, you got a stain right there. Anyway. <laughs> I just got that on the way, dude. <laughs> so, so they wanted Bruce Arians. Uh, he didn't want the job. Then they were targeting McCarthy. And supposedly what Francesca says is that Green Bay demolished McCarthy when they did their homework, when they went to go do their homework on McCarthy. They demolished McCarthy. And in Pure Jets There was that recent I, uh, and, article that came out. Okay, so the article comes out. Maybe Green Bay knew about it prehand. But you know what? If you're the Jets and you're looking for a head coach, what does Green Bay matter in this situation? I mean, that's like you know when you when you leave your recommendations on your on your uh, you know resume. Mm -hmm. I mean, they fired him. What are they going to say about him? That's good. I mean, okay, I'm, I guarantee you they left out the part where oh yeah he won us a Super Bowl. Oh yeah, he had the knowledge. Well, to apparently know. McCa uh, McCarthy did not want to be a part of the organization. He did not want to be a part of the Jets. He he turned around, and he saw how they were operating, and he said, "I don't want to be here." Well, absolutely. I mean, the and the, this is the the cherry on and top Gase of the cake. Was the third round. Uh, Gase was basically the third. Oh, I'm the third pick. McCarthy didn't want to be where in New York with the Jets. I thought you said that was the only job he said he would take. That's correct. That was initially, initial but after report, the but, when, but again, a those are reports. Oh, after B, the interview with that GM. Yeah, okay, after the interview right. with McCaffrey. And this is and this is the other thing I heard uh, before we we heard that he didn't want to be part of the Jets. We heard that the main reason was because they wouldn't give him full control, which is what he was seeking. Mm -hmm. Now they go with Adam Gase. Your GM is gone. 
he has full control. They've named him the interim GM. So, and now he's going to be a part of the, the GM search. And so let's break down how, after Gase was hired, this all fell apart. Because I think part of it was the free agency, right? They clearly they didn't take they didn't sign players that he wanted and they signed players that he did not value. They signed a, an off the ball linebacker in CJ Mosley for a million dollars less than Trey Flowers got signed in free agency. And then they also signed Le'Veon Bell for fourteen and a half million a year. And it sounds like Gase would have rather went with Tevin Coleman, who got paid five million less mm-hmm. and fits his scheme better, fits an outside zone scheme better than, say, Le'Veon Bell, who fits a gap power scheme a lot better. He also wanted them to spend money on Mitch Morris or Matt Paradise, one of the top two centers who were available in free agency. They, Matt Paradise went all the way to New York and wasn't even offered a contract. So with all that kind of going on, I think it, it shows that this was massively... There was apparently a lot of free agency mishandlings. There was a lot of miscommunication, it looks like. Personally, I'll tell you one thing right now. Um, and I know you said you like McCarthy. Something about McCarthy, man, it just seems kind of flat. He doesn't seem like um, a player's coach, really. Um, this guy, Adam Gase, the one thing about him is he seems excited. He seems like he's, he's really trying to do some things. Whether he can do them or not is a different story. I don't necessarily think he can, but when I see Mike McCarthy, I'm not that excited about him. I wasn't that excited about him in, 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 in Green Bay. I mean, you have Aaron Rodgers. You have all this stuff. I don't know. You know? I don't know. I don't think either of them are that great. And the weird thing is, is so it, there's a lot of – this has actually become a very common time to dump your GM. We saw it with Gettleman. We saw it with Dorsey. We saw it with uh, Doug Whaley and the Bills. But I think the difference with those situations was I think they went into it with the idea that at least at some point, they were going to get rid of those guys. Yeah. And they had a succession plan. Here, it does not seem like there was a succession plan. And I think they went into free agency in the draft initially with the idea that they were going to keep McCagnan. And that's the issue I have with that's it. That's what everybody's bugging out about. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not that they were going to get rid of him after the draft. Because the problem is, if you fire your GM before the draft... You are basically overhauling your your uh, entire front office department. Yeah, before right before the draft. Yeah, after the whole you know the college scouting season's over. And my only devil's advocate to that is how bad could they possibly screw that draft up? I mean, if the, you take a new staff and you put it in there with the number three pick, there they were going to do exactly what they did anyway. I well, mean, you, three, but you, you don't know like what they would have done. You in like the, you like the pick, the kid, right? You like him, right? I, I don't like the pick. This is why I don't like the pick. And they didn't sign him yet either, right? He's not signed, well, is he? They're, they're, they're well, always going to sign. But this is the deal. I mean, if I had a three-year-old sister, she would have picked the same person. I mean, I mean, well, it's, it was an easy pick to make. And this is the problem I really had with McCagnan was for the past six years, he had he was shooting fish in, out of a barrel for every draft. I mean, he had no-brainer picks in the first round. You got to pick McCagnan apart. Look what he did in the second round. Look what he did in the third, fourth, fifth. Or when he had round. a late pick in the first round, like Darren Lee. Okay, I mean, I mean all right, so, Darren so Lee. You're happy, you're happy that he's gone. Yeah, no, I knew he was. I knew he was not the guy. Okay. He's not the guy. He does what I can do on Madden. You know, it's a simple job. You think you can play I, Madden? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you good? Yeah. Listen, you I don't play with the Jets. I play with the Jets. <laughs> My on. There were a Are couple. You sure? of, there were a couple of findings from McCagnon's years. Robbie Anderson, uh, unsigned Chris Herman, free agent. Well, he's a restricted free agent. 
No, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, he's a restricted. He was. A, I'm sorry, undrafted. Re- undrafted yeah, free agent. Yeah, I mean, how much does the, the GM the get game. credited with an undrafted free agent than the scouting department behind him? I mean. Your GM is looking at your main stuff. Your three hundred plus players for the draft. Yeah, Robbie Anderson wasn't one of those. That was a. I to me, I'm going to credit someone else with Robbie Anderson. Okay. All right. Well, you like you like Robbie Anderson? I think right? it's a great pick. I mean, okay. That's. that's is he going to fucking behave himself? No, of course not. So, oh. so, so why do you want someone like that on your team then? Catches do the you, balls and you, gets out of it. Are you worried about him spanking you? Or you? No, no, but what happens when he fucking runs somebody over with the car or whatever, and then he can't fucking play? All right, now I need to know. What, what's your team? Huh? The Giants. What's your team? You like the Giants? Yeah, I'm a Giants fan. Yeah, absolutely. Did you like Plaxico Burris? You know what I liked? I liked the two fucking Super Bowl trophies we got. What about, what about Lawrence? Not, what about mind that Plaxico Burris plaxidentally <laughs> shot himself? Yeah. He was done at that point anyway. Yeah, he was done. Not really. He came to the he Jets was, and scored he was, a lot he of touchdowns. He, he really hard. did. That one year, you mean? The one year? I mean, I the was one mad year, that they brought mean? him back. All right, all right. Hey, Get listen. back in your corners. Come on. We're here to talk about the Jets and uh, their decision to fire uh, Coach uh, GM McCagnan. Oh, so we're not talking about... We're not talking about the, Super Bowl. We're, we're not, not talking about the, that big Duke player that's not coming to New York. <laughs> There's only football only. What, my boy? What boy, Zion? We're not, DJ? We're at, Zion? Daniel Jones? Oh. Or Doug oh, Jones? Man. DJ? Oh. You talking about DJ, my, <laughs> my Jigga? Oh, my God. <laughs> I also think it... Okay, so going back to the McCagnan, Gase, and this, this whole fight He's over players... A whole fight over players that uh, in free agency that showed a lack of unified vision by the front office and by the coaching department. Yeah. And I think the the ownership saw that. They saw these mishandlings as kind of misvaluing of players. And I think ownership said, listen, we're fucking tired of it. I think, to be honest with you, what it all boils down to, the problem is ownership. Yes. I, I think, first of all, look at, look at the I owners agree. of the Jets. Yeah. All right, you have Woody Johnson, who it really isn't an, a sports owner. He's into politics. He's an entrepreneur. He's which just most a rich of them douche. Are. He's just a rich. He's douche, just yeah. a rich dude. He's not even the douche, one now controlling douche. the team. Now you have his brother Chris Johnson, okay, running the team. He, he's not the former running back. He's he's so. just he wants to to be someone he really isn't. Now that's where this team needs to change, and that's the only change that's going to help this and, team. and this is this is what i'm worried about like this is what i think adam gase is out of his mind because oh, he he's like he's it's the fucking jets dude so he's like he's trying to detach himself from the draft he's trying to say this and say that it's the jets dude to be fair that was a manish meta story uh that Gase was trying to detach himself from the 2019 draft that was uh he posted in the daily news i, be- I believe it though this is why I think, but I think he wanted to not be in the scene. So what happened was is that that's a reference to he he was in the room when they were making the draft picks. In fact, Gase had to sign off on the draft picks on each pick of correct, each round. Correct. So I, th- I think there's was, some truth to it. This is why. But he wanted himself out of the camera eye. Like right. he was not. By the way, if you've seen the guy on camera and you saw him in his introductory press conference, you can understand why he did not want to be on camera. Invisible flies everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere, invisible flies. This is it. This is the guy when he had the uh, he had the press conference. His eyes were like really wide. Oh my god! Who, Adam Gase? Yes. Yeah. Adam Gase. I, I didn't see that uh, that press conference. You, gotta, you gotta see it. But um, I think there's a little bit of truth as far as what they were saying because listen, let's say that this initial 
headbutting started after free agency and before the draft. So you say, as a GM, or what I would say is, like, don't worry. We, we always have the draft. We can go out and get you a young guy at the center position, mm-hmm. offensive line position. You want a wide receiver that we really – we got Jameson Crowder, but we didn't get some star. You know, maybe we'll pick up a third-round wide receiver, give, give Darnold another weapon. They, they didn't do that. They didn't do that. So that's where I see Adam Gase trying to separate himself, where if he had his things that he wanted during free agency and didn't get them, and then they didn't get him for him in the draft either. Yeah. I mean, he's separating himself from, you know, hey, listen, I have nothing to do with this. I told them what I wanted. Yeah. You, Clearly you still there was go not a unified us. vision. No, oh, no, unified vision is it was nowhere to be seen. But at the end of the day, I mean – how much unified vision do you really need between a GM and a coach? When it comes I think that's to, a very important thing. You saw it with uh, you, you saw it with the teams that have turned around, as, where there is a uh, with the Seahawks, right? The Seahawks were a terrible team for years. They got their quarterback, they got their coach and Pete Carroll, and they got Schneider, the GM. You see no, it right Holmgren now. Holmgren turned that franchise around. Holmgren turned that franchise around. Are you crazy? Mike Holmgren turned that franchise around. You agree? I don't. The Seahawks. Absolutely. This is my extent of the Seahawks. Are you uh, crazy? Best uniforms in the NFL. That's that's the extent of the Seahawks. I mean, but the, but as far as a GM and coach and coach is concerned, if I was a coach and I was making requests to my GM, I just want to make sure that my the players that you're getting for me are scheme wise a good fit for, for yes, my. Yes, absolutely. Now I'm not going to tell them that. Oh, you know. I don't want you to spend money on a tight end because tight end isn't that important to me. Just make sure if I need a blocking tight end, get me a blocking tight end. And that was if another argument if, they if, had was if, on Darren Fells, so, the, the tight end who was formerly of the Browns and was formerly in uh, Detroit on the Lions, is a good blocking tight end, is a culture guy too. Usually, I, You saw this when the teams have brought him in. He's a veteran presence. He's helped develop other tight ends in the room. He's a good pass blocker and actually has so, uh, solid hands. Not going to bl- uh, blow you away with good route running, but he's he's a blocking tight end. So, but I feel like they also they also got one in the draft. They got a good blocking tight end in the draft. So let me if ask I'm you, not mistaken, Javon Wesco. Yeah. Let me ask you what you what, what do you think about Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold's going to be good, but yeah? I mean, this is what he did. He 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 drank the green juice, which is he was signed or drafted by the Jets. And he's just—he's he's not he's going to have the fair—he's <laughs> not going to have the fair bringing up in the NFL because he's a Jet. This is the type of stuff that happens to rookie quarterbacks. We saw it with Sanchez. Now, Sanchez had success in the first two years, okay, but a lot of that was from their previous coach. Okay, Rex Ryan took over that team. They drafted Sanchez. They gave up a hell of a lot for Sanchez, but that was the one missing piece. That team went to the, the AFC Championship two years. Ago. Those two years, though, do you really think Sanchez played good, or do you think? Do you think he played that good? Or There's a lot to be said about that. There's a lot to be said about was Sanchez good? What happened? How did that team change from those two AFC championship teams to butt fumble? Okay? And Wojo knows this because we'll go back and forth. It's your offensive line. I'll, t- I'll tell you right starts- now, I've, I've talked shit about Sam Darnold, but I would take him over Sanchez. Yeah, of course you can, but you got to realize him- we're one year in. We're one year but, in. But I don't, I don't think I, – I've been saying this on the podcast. You probably don't watch our podcast either. I, I, <laughs> but I've been saying this. I've been saying this that 
I don't think the kid's gonna make it, man, because there's too much pressure on him, dude. They have this kid anointed already, man. And, and no, this is I fucking agree, New York. But he also played very well the last four or five games of the season. He, he played well. He played well. I would I would cup his balls. I would. <laughs> You really would. You'd probably pay to cup his balls. It's not even no, about I pay. <laughs> this is this is the thing. I mean, really. In a few months, he's gonna fucking need as much ball cupping as he can get when the media <laughs> from New York gets his ass. But the 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 whole thing is is that it comes down to the O line, it comes down to the D line, it comes down to trenches, and that's actually what the when you were talking about before the AFC Championship game, they had a good O line. They were able to protect Sanchez. They had a solid running back who. Who fit the scheme? He had they holes had to run through. Yes, he had holes to run through. Um, so that's my problem with the current state of the Jets right now. It's the offensive line. I mean, they needed a center. They needed a center mid-year last year. Yeah. Okay. They, Wojo said that centers aren't hard to get, though. He said they're a dime a dozen. I they did aren't. not say that. That's what Wojo said. Listen, I really don't. I don't think centers are dime a dozen. All right, I'm going to cut your mic now. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> No, no, he, no we, we, he didn't say dime a dozen, but he said centers aren't that hard to find. In Madden, they. You are. said that. You said that. We can. We can. I mean, we can hire a fucking analyst, and we can go back and get your your. I work. don't think I said that. I now, granted, are they considered a high value position? No. No, and they're not usually. You don't draft a center at the top of the in the top ten of the draft. You've never, almost never, see a center drafted in the top ten. Okay. If that's what you're asking, yeah, that's true. So then they're not. So it's not hard to find a good center then. No, it's not. We mean not hard to find. You're such, a, you're such a fucking lawyer, I swear to God. Define hard to find. You still need good players. Like, uh, Don't lawyer me. Just go on to the next question. So, so, yeah, you and your hula shirt with this, the, the weird stain on right, it. That's right, man. That's right. So, so I mean, yeah, that's the thing. They need, they need an offensive line. Is that from when you were cupping uh, somebody's balls earlier? No, no, no. It was coffee on the way here. <laughs> I mean, I know we're talking about touching balls. That's the center position, not you guys. Okay, outside the pants. Outside the pants. (laughs) Okay. All All right. right. Well, hold on. Let's get back to the Jets. All right. Um, So clearly, don't like where they've been. Do you think that there is a uh, a way that they can move forward? As far as do you think there's a specific? uh, We're going to talk about GM candidates. Is there one that you really like? I mean, I'm a little crazy. Going back to our, our talk about the, the two AFC championship teams, I mean, that line, that scheme was Eric Mangini's. He can't coach worth the crap. He really can't coach. Mm-hmm. That's why they brought in Rex Ryan. I love the the idea of Eric Mangini as the, new, the, oh the Jets GM. God. You still it. have a man freaking hard on for listen, him, don't you? Listen. Oh, my God. I'm just, I don't. Holy I don't. I don't. But that's shit. the perfect position for the guy. I think they should hire the alcoholic that used to work for the Redskins. Scott McLuhan? Mm-hmm. I actually don't mind that. I, I, I do like Scott McLuhan. The problem is I don't think he's ever going to have another GM job. I think he's going to get a position what within an do or- again? Uh, which part? When he got fired from San Fran or when he got fired from uh, the Redskins? The Redskins. He was drinking or something, right? Well, okay. So they had put out stories in the media. There has not been an official... Like, this is why he's gone. They had put out stories in the media. Innocent until proven guilty. That they, he was, because uh, they haven't even said secretary? this. Was it a secretary? No, they haven't even. No, what happened was really is that he was butting heads. He was butting heads with Bruce Allen, the the current president of the of the Redskins. He didn't get along with the people in the organization. So this, Who does, though? Who does? Well, you do need at least some kind of form of unity. And clearly, there was at least enough of a uh, of like but they smeared strife. Him. What did they say? They said he was drinking, or they something. they said that he had fallen off the bandwagon, which he did get fired from San Fran for that. For drinking, yes. 
That was why he was no longer in one Dude, of. You're in San Fran, man. I mean, you got to party, right? The land of fruits and nuts. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I, I don't mind the idea of him being a part of an organization. I don't think he's going to get another GM job after you've, you've kind of whiffed on two. Director I, of player personnel. Is that a good position for him? I mean, that's kind of what he was already. He was also involved in the Browns draft when they drafted Baker Mayfield. He's oh. been uh, – he actually runs his own scouting, like, like a third-party scouting agency, and he does a lot of film breakdown. So it's not like you can't hire this guy if you're an organization. And, in fact, I would be one of, you know, if I'm the Jets and I'm starting out brand new, that's one of the first people I do call. You, you know what annoys me sometimes is, like, you have a freaking GM and then you have some old guy that they, they hire. It's like president of basketball, president of football operations or something, like Tom Coughlin. And then all of a sudden he's the only guy that speaks for the franchise. Mm-hmm. Well, if the Jets had a uh... – well, I guess that's Adam Gase now, right? He's now the interim GM. GM. And I, they fired the gonna, player personnel. Yeah. So technically, he's that also. Well, I think he's going to be in charge of helping find. This was like when, when the Bills got rid of Doug Whaley when they had Sean McDermott. Yeah. Except I think McDermott ran that draft. And I think mm-hmm. McDermott did a good job in that draft. That's when they got Tredavious White. That's when they got the extra first-round pick for the following year. And then immediately afterwards, they got rid of Doug Whaley. Uh, I know, you know, and not everybody here is a Bills fan. Uh, nobody. I like the Bills. I do like how. Yeah, I like. I like their quarterback. I like that kid. I don't care much for Josh Allen, but I think he's got. I think he's got potential, and I think he's an interesting player. I like Sam Darnold better. I like Baker better. I like Josh Rosen better in that draft. But I do think Josh Allen, when you compare him to somebody like Daniel Jones, although we're not talking about the Giant, uh, the Bills and the Giants, I think he had a higher ceiling, and that's why I didn't hate the pick as much as I hated the Daniel Jones pick. But, but, Anyway, oh, we, we keep getting off topic. That? Jones hasn't even played any NFL. Josh he Allen has played in good. college, right? He played Josh, in college. All right, Josh Allen did good last year, though. They played in college. And, again, back to the uh, the Jets. So, going forward, there's a lot of guys who are on the table as far as Jets player, uh, Jets potential GM candidates, and I know that Gase is going to be involved. And he's going to find guys who work with him and who will probably be at least with a unified mindset, mindset going forward. Uh, the f- number one name on everybody's list right now is Joe Douglas of the of the Eagles, right? Yep. He has the same agent as Gase. This is why they're really getting tied together. This is probably what pushed I, that. There's something out that there. they go back to. They did work together, I believe. And what is he in the Eagles right now? He's the GM of the Eagles. No, no, the, you uh, wouldn't be able to get the GM of the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he's a director of player personnel. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Eagles VP of player personnel. Yes. And so you. He's uh he's been pitched around a lot. He's probably one of the top GM candidates. Uh, but there's also potential he won't leave the Eagles. Like they've made moves to make sure and retain him in house when there's been you know people trying to solicit him to come to their organization. I'll tell you, brother. If I was with the Eagles and I had a cushy job with them, and the Jets asked me to work for them, I'd say no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm I'd be like, is this a trick question? As, as <laughs> shitty as Philadelphia is a place. The, jet, oh, the Jets are a team. The Jets are a shittier fans. team. All right. And, well, and here's the other thing is he can wait for a better organization to come along. I, I, right yeah. now, the Jets are the only ones on the market. There weren't a lot of GM jobs last year. There was just the Oakland Raiders. Uh, so now you have this. And now the good thing about when they fired McCagnan is now they have a lot of time. You don't have a super amount of time because you still need to get a guy in the room and start moving forward on your plans for going forward. Especially with with. Gase now at the helms of everything. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? 
And you need to build up your scouting department again. Of course. Once you start going into the summer and once you go starting into college football season, you need to go ahead and start moving forward and and developing a plan, developing a game plan. Who are the players you're going to keep after the 53-man roster cuts? What are the, the players you need to find? The, one of the moves that happened right after McCagnan got fired, Darren Lee gets traded to Kansas City for a six-round pick. Nothing. For yeah, nothing. that's what I didn't like, is that Darren Lee... Is that it could, you should have at least been able to get maybe at least a fourth or fifth rounder for him? You know, you, you're still getting a guy who uh, I mean, they didn't they didn't uh, activate his fifth year option, did they? No, they didn't. Um, but I mean, to so me, you're only getting him for one season. You're getting him for one season. I mean, I rather have him for one season though than so, than and not. then see him get a contract somewhere else and at least count as a as a compensatory pick. So, so let me ask you this question. Um, what do you what, what do you think best case scenario? What do you think the Jets season is going to be this year? I mean, honestly, they have the number three easiest schedule. Okay, so it's not like they're looking at a trench. It, they actually have the easiest traveled schedule as well. They have the shortest uh, travel distance in team history. Um, so I do think that they do have an easy schedule. I do think that they have a good chance of. If you, if you had to make a prediction right now, if I said make a prediction, are they going to make the playoffs? What would you say? Playoffs, I don't know because it comes down to the division. <laughs> and I, t- I tell you what, as as oh yeah, that's right, they're as, in a tough division. As, yeah, they're in a hard. You say they're in a tough hard. division. I really don't think it's a tough division. But what happens is the biggest question. You're tired one, of hearing that, right? Tough division. It, it's really not a tough division. I mean, you got Miami. <laughs> Miami's going to be. In, I mean, they're not going to be an easy win, but they're going to be a, a. A lot of teams are going to be. Gonna be, be a thorn. They're going to be. A thorn. Especially because playing in Miami is hard. Like, a lot of teams will tell you, a lot of players will tell you, going down there, yeah, when you're not ready yeah. to deal with that heat, it, there's they win games that they shouldn't win, like, on paper, and they end up doing really well. And you, they've beaten teams that you wouldn't think they would beat when they have a home game. And they, so that's they Miami. always play the Jets tough, too, Miami. So that's Miami, yeah. though. Then you have Buffalo. Is Buffalo something to fear? I think Buffalo's getting good, man. And I like what they did this offseason. And I think that the real competition, as far as that second place in the division, is between Buffalo and New York. I don't think Miami has anything to do with the division race. The biggest question mark is, and it's, it's really, it, it's what are the Patriots going to do? Are the Patriots going to come out and be the same old Patriots? 99% of you are going to say yes. I am so hung on this. I mean... They can come out and be a flop. They really can. Tom Brady, great. He's the GOAT. I admit it. He's the GOAT. I don't think it's hard for anybody to admit it anymore. The problem Actually, is- I don't believe that. I think Joe Montana is better. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just think if you ask me who I'd want on my team, I would pick Joe Montana. I want Tom Brady. Yeah. Okay. This is why. Okay. I mean, I don't I don't have to make a big argument for Tom Brady. It's just a fact of what he's done and how he's done it, how easy he makes it look. Um, this is the this is the thing. I don't see Tom Brady really. I think I think his brain is going to get the best of him. I think he's going to play until he like just falls off a cliff. I don't see him going. He's going to keep going. And you know what? What if last year was that cliff? And I think that's a question that we might be asking ourselves for the next five years, or a question that could be answered this year. What if last year was that cliff? I mean, you look. They got rid of Gronkowski. They they really the, the the team around they them. Tired, had, they didn't get rid of him. Right? I, I, yes, he's not there anymore. I mean, that's just one less weapon for if him. He wanted to come back. They would have taken him. Of back, Of course, right? of yeah. course. 
and that's the pro- that's that's the Achilles, the the, dar- the the arrow in the Achilles for the Patriots in the next maybe this year, maybe the next three years. They are gonna always take these guys, certain guys back. And I don't think their eyes are open to seeing it's when they're going to fall off. It's weird with them because you never really know who they're going to take back. Always, like sometimes you think they're going to take people back, and then Bill Belichick's like, no, no, yeah. I'm going to go fuck and, my girlfriend. And what's crazy is Belichick. His girlfriend's pretty hot, too, I must say. <laughs> I thought he might have been a fanook, but no, the, she's, she's the pretty hot. Kentucky Derby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, and she wasn't racing. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, is that um, I, just, I just don't see them – knowing when they they have this crazy psychic ability of just taking number one the whitest wide receivers that are now hall of famers they take these undrafted free agents they turn them into superstars but i don't think they have the ability to know when is when on these certain players that are coming up what's his name the skinny kids a a, a hall of famer i mean what was his name what was his name who edelman no not edelman uh Wes welker I mean, Wes Welker's not a Hall of Famer. No. Okay, Wes Welker's not a Hall of Famer. Edelman's not a Hall of Famer. Edelman might be. Amendola's not a Hall of Famer. Wait, you don't think? Wait, so wait, so you think Edelman's uh, more likely to be a Hall of Famer than than Wes Welker? I I think Edelman has more of a chance to still prove himself. I think Wes Welker just came up a little short. I mean, is that a short joke? (laughs) I don't even think he won a Super Bowl with them. did. Did he? Absolutely, he did. Wes Welker? Yes. Yeah, the the thing with the thing with Wes Welker. I mean, the the thing is though, you got to realize this trend. Who the hell was Wes Welker when he was in college? Who was Julian Edelman when he was in college? Who was Danny Amendola when he was in the NFL? He yeah. was in the NFL, and no one cared. Now he comes so to the clearly Patriots. This division is is maybe they're hoping once Brady's gone, this division's going to be a different kind of thing. And you're right, maybe it could be this year that uh, that the Patriots take a step back. All I'm saying is I'm I'm crazy. So I've already been doing my mock drafts for fantasy. Okay, Tom Brady isn't being drafted. Okay. And that's that's, well, that's, that's, that's fantasy. why it's fantasy. But, you know, Tom Brady was that quarterback you took in the first round. Not too long ago, maybe not last year, but maybe the year before. Right. Like a few years ago. Yeah. OK, so why isn't he being drafted? It's because there's more. There's better people. There's better. Quarterbacks well, there's also there. positional value, too. We're not here to talk about fantasy, We're not today. About fantasy today. Wes Walker never won a Super Bowl. It says right here. All right. He was not right. on a Super Bowl team. Okay. All right. I stand correct. Okay, you can come back on the podcast sometime. It's though. OK. He's still Don't ever doubt Anthony Quinn again. Okay? I will never right, doubt relax, Anthony Quinn again. Relax. But this is all I'm going to say. Anthony Quinn's not going to deny that somehow, somewhere, and I'm sorry for putting this tone on it, but why do the Patriots have this ability to find players at positions that don't belong there? It's just this, it it's this you, weird it thing. So of course bad. it hurts me. The only thing the Giants fan so, has okay, against the Giants. Right. You wake up in the middle of the night like, no, Belichick, no. No, no, cut no. Him, cut him. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> anyway, let's, so, let's go back so into this uh, GM search. Um, we talked about Joe Douglas, the reasons why he might take it or not. No. Uh, there's Scott Pioli, who just resigned from the Falcons front office. He was uh, formerly a Chiefs front office guy. Uh, it was the GM there for a bit. Now, and then he was. Uh, he was uh, Dimitrov's sidekick over in Atlanta, part of their reimbuing of talent on on defense and on offense. Uh, so that's an I, you know the fact that he's available is and I think he I think the reason why he resigned was so that people would know oh that guy's out there. 
I mean, I he's not someone that stands out to me though. Falcons, okay. You went to a Super Bowl. He had something to do with that, right? Yeah. Chiefs, did he have anything to do with like the recent rebuild of the Chiefs? No. Okay. No, he wasn't part so, of that. So, so, and that's why he's no longer. The, he wasn't the GM. And and all right. So this is what it comes down to. If they don't get Joe Douglas, nobody out there right now is is making me go. This is the guy I want. Well, what about Elliot Wolf? Uh, form now. I don't think Elliot Wolf would probably take the job because he. If you uh, McCagnan was actually probably part of the same. Uh, you, you know, they're both uh, Green Bay guys. They come from that same uh, tree of people. Elliot Wolf's father, Ron Wolf, was part of the reason why uh, McCagnan got the job with the Jets in the first place. So there might be some bad blood there. But Elliot Wolf, Andrew Barry, uh, formerly uh, who's now in the another guy who's in the Eagles organization, probably one of the reasons why they picked him up was because they knew eventually they will be losing Joe Douglas. So you got there's other candidates out there outside of. Uh, Douglas and Pioli. I do agree. Douglas is definitely the number one candidate. I think he's. But like you said before, why would you leave the Eagles in a nice cushy job? You know you're not going to lose anytime soon. To go now, granted, you get paid a lot more as a GM. You get paid decent damn money. And and also you're getting paid seven figures. So I'm putting myself in Joe Douglas's job now. Of course, he's he's definitely one of those guys who loves what he does. Yeah. But I mean, with with Gase running the show, really, and I don't think he's not. It's not like he's not going to be running the show after he hires who he wants to hire. I mean, how much work are you going to do? I mean, you're going to be told what to do. Go out and grab this guy. You're going to be basically the guy who negotiates with his with his agents. Well, I think if if Gase doesn't work out, I think Douglas is going to get is going to get to stay, and Gase is going to be out. That oh, door. absolutely, that's just on that tenure, and next, that's going to that be was, another mistake. That that's another mistake next, if you do that. That was my next question for you. How long do you think they'll keep Gase if he's not successful? I'll put it to you this way: I think two years. If like I'm two, the owner, they're not going to give him as many years as they gave successful. Um, as they gave the other dude. The last forget year. him. Forget him as yes. I mean that's an ongoing problem. They kept Rex Ryan too long. They kept Bowles too long. I like Bowles though. I did toilet Bowles. Um, oh, all right, so he's he's in the parking lot, man. That's, he wants to talk that's to you. great. <laughs> I'll I'll. Sh- I will shit on him. Third on seven, third and seventeen. I, you're gonna run draw every time. So anyway, but I watch too much jet football from the seats to to just to just. But, but this is what I'm gonna say. They they. If, I was hoping he had a hot daughter or something. If you know? Gase, if Gase, you know his actually his uh, his daughter uh, has a baby with Tyron Matthew. Awesome. Is it his daughter or his stepdaughter? One or the other. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> Anyway, that was just a some but, fun tidbit of information. But um, I mean, I think I think what you have to do, whether I don't think it's whether Gase is successful or not successful, because at the end of the day, if he's successful, I mean, he separated himself from the draft. He separated himself from McCagnan. McCagnan built this team. So if he's successful with McCagnan's team, it's a double-ended blade. You know, double-ended blade. I no, mean, success cures everything. Now, success cures everything. Okay, and you can, you know, not for nothing. You can always, if he's successful, it's because he worked around it. That's that's going to be the argument. He, that's what he's going to say. Okay, is hey, I you I made lemonade with lemons. You gave me an off the ball linebacker. You know what, man. Greg Williams turned that turned that into a good Correct. defense. This is the thing, though. I'm I'm as a Jets fan, I'm going to be paying attention at our departures. Okay. 
I'm going to be paying attention as to what Darren Lee does with the Chiefs. I'm going to pay attention to the offensive linemen that we didn't draft. I, I think you guys should go get Rich Kotite again. <laughs> Please. <laughs> And again, the more we talk about it, the with the Gase thing, and I think Gase is going to end up he's having to Gase. give. I think he's going to have to give he's up that fifty-three man roster uh, control once they get a new GM. He's there. It's going to be a new person in there. It's yeah. going to be, and it's going if they want a good one, they want a good GM candidate. They're going to have to give him more rope than they're giving Gase. Yeah. I think again, Elliot Wolf. I mentioned before the reason why he wouldn't go there, but the thing I like about Elliot Wolf is he comes from a good tree. You know, he was part of the GM search to find Baker Mayfield for the Browns. He was part of the the Packers organization for years, and it seems to be a lot of people who come out of the Packers organization and go on to go to other organizations tend to actually find good players. And Elliot Wolf was supposed to be he was the heir apparent to to Ted Thompson over in Green Bay, and they went with Gutekunst. And yes, we are going to talk about the uh, the the big name that's been popping up everywhere. Peyton Manning has recently been uh, pegged by Mike Florio of PFT uh, that they they've that the Jets have shown interest in Peyton Manning now, now, being now. the new GM of yeah. the. Now, now Peyton Manning to me is like a football fucking machine robot. Why wouldn't you just say, give him whatever he wants? Now you have a problem with Peyton Manning being your GM? I, I'm, I'm. This is it hasn't problem. done. It hasn't worked very well with John Elway. And in fact, if yeah, you're Peyton Manning, smarter than John Elway. Well, man. here's the thing: being a player and being a scout are two different things. I like Peyton Manning. I think Peyton Manning should come in. And, well, hold on, one second. I think he should come in and be the president or the of the organization. When was the last time you saw hold John on. Elway do a fucking commercial like Peyton Manning can do? That takes charisma, man. Does, I'm done. Dude. I'm done. But, uh, Did you see him do Saturday Night Live? He was fucking great. <laughs> but this is the thing. That takes smarts and charisma and art and talent. Uh, John Elway couldn't fucking act his way out of a paper bag. He can kiss my ass. And it's all irrelevant hey, to being Manny's a GM. Jiga. All right. <laughs> so, Again, I think he would make a good president over the organization. You would still need a GM to make the, the final say on well, draft. Well, decisions. this is the thing. This is the thing. I, I like him. I like the idea of him being involved. Yes. And if you're saying that, better like if you're saying that Adam Gase wants a lot of control, and basically that this GM that he hires is going to do what he says and, and make. Well, this is the thing that I think it could be because look, he's got a good relationship with Peyton Manning. And Part of the reason the why he was hired by the Jets was Peyton Manning. If you don't think Peyton Manning ain't gonna, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm if you, if you don't think that Peyton Manning. If you think that Peyton Man- Manning doesn't know what a team needs to succeed, which is uh, the job description of a general manager, you're wrong. So he definitely knows what a team needs. I love the idea. Listen, let's not let's not play blind eye to it. You got a rookie quarterback coming up. Who better to teach or hand some few tips to Sam Darnold? But I think it goes that farther step where you see that, listen, I'm teaching this guy, and he's doing what I'm telling him to do, but he's getting the crap beat out of him. We fucking need a center. That's maybe the guy that the Jets need. I just don't think Peyton Manning's going to do it. 
I, I, I was just going to say, I don't think Peyton Manning's going to take orders from Adam Gase. I, I don't think he's going to no, do no, whatever Adam Gase like, wants him to do. I feel like I, I don't even think it's that. I don't think he wants to do it. I don't think he wants to be that involved in an organization and be the GM and spend those 20-hour days being a GM when I, you've made $100 million being a quarterback in the NFL. More like, money goes in my wallet. Yeah, but that's the thing. He's got so much money, it doesn't matter. I think he, it does. I mean, because he's, he's doing what he wants. He, he's doing something he loves. He's he, staying I, involved. I, I, I think. He, well, I think he will be involved in an organization eventually. I do not think as a GM. And I don't know if it would be with the Jets. I think it would be with a team that he's had close ties to. That, And I don't know if he necessarily has close ties with the Jets outside of... He almost came to the Jets. He almost came to the Jets. But he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. But he was there. Yes. <laughs> Let's relax now. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, when he, when, he went saying. To, when he went from Indy to, to Denver, the Jets were number two team. No, I wanted to, and we've I, seen, and by the way, we've seen other uh, former quarterbacks become part of organizations and it not really turn into anything. Elway, it, Elway was good in getting Peyton Manning to come to the Broncos. Correct, absolutely. He was integral in that part. But to be honest, the rest of that team was a lot of luck and a lot of, like, that, a lot of stuff that was already there. And Von Miller. Von Miller. Yeah, being an early, but again, it was an early pick, and it was a, a, a like again, he they kind of lucked into a lot of what happened. Von Miller is a great player. I love Von Miller. That was a you know that was almost a no brainer pick at the time for a lot of people. Well, he's another one. Those commercials he did are, are amazing, <laughs> amazing. Well, I just wanted to agree with one thing that you said, Wojo. Well, we know um, why he know, watches the Super Bowl. As I think, <laughs> as, as I think about it, as I think about it, honestly, I agree with Wojo. I don't think that Peyton Manning does want to be a GM. I think you know he's accomplished enough, and he has so much respect in this league that I think he would serve better as being like a Tom Coughlin kind of like what Tom yeah. Coughlin's doing. Yeah. I think that's what he's going to wind up doing. But I think if he wanted to be GM. If Peyton Manning comes to me and tells me he wants to be the GM, he's my boy. Yeah. Um, and and, that, that, that's only and let me I, just that's reference to what I, Wojo was saying about the Denver Broncos being a lot of luck. Okay? Yeah, a lot of, uh, they had a lot of pieces pre, yeah, pre, pre Peyton Manning. Pre Peyton Manning. Pre Elway. They had, yeah. you know, Demarius Thomas wasn't an Elway pick. Uh, and he ended up developing into a, a solid player. Von Miller was an early pick in the first round that a lot of people thought was a solid lock kind of player. Yeah. Every other pick that he's had, he did not have a lot of success as far as picks go. And they went and they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, but with players based off like coaches and players. Okay. But, free agency coaches and but players. But you could you could really you could were, really compare that situation to the Jets situation right now. Yeah. They have a tremendous personnel. A lot of a lot of a talent on yeah. that team. You got Quinn and Williams coming in. You have Leonard Williams. You have Jamal Adams. You have Sam Darnold. You have you have these guys. These guys that I I see all the time overachieve. Robbie Anderson, Quincy Anunua. I'm I'm telling you, he's going to be good this year. He's back. He's back with a vengeance. I've been watching the videos. And oh yeah, let's just add Le'Veon Bell to that team. You give him. The right guy. I mean, this is a type of team. Listen, I'm not saying the next dynasty, all right? But the Broncos with Peyton Manning, I mean, it's got a hell of a lot of similarities. The only difference well, is you already have vet- a rookie quarterback. Yeah, yeah, rookie quarterback compared to a veteran quarterback where you yeah. had. But but a lot of pieces that can make this team just click. The problem is, is this front office. The problem is the ownership. It always goes back to that. <laughs> always I, goes back to it. That's why I don't think Peyton Manning would be a GM. Is more of a president kind of like in-between guy between the ownership and between the GM. Regardless. I don't think if you're hiring Peyton Manning, 
Because I don't, I don't think, think there's a much the, of a difference fist, in what he would fight, be doing. This fight, Peyton Manning, Adam Gase, who wins? Oh, definitely. I mean, first of all, Adam Gase is not going to see any of those punches coming in. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Peyton Manning with that slinger of an arm, just boom. Although right they criticized him when he did Saturday Night Live. He did something with his shirt off, and he really didn't have much muscles. They he's criticized a quarterback. I mean, I, mean I had a semi, but, you know. Today's quarterbacks are, are yesterday's kickers. The quarterbacks... The quarterbacks are, are not in the, the craziest shape compared to kickers. Like Jesus, have you seen the, back, the shape right? of kickers lately? I mean, they're freaking athletes. It's insane. But, I mean, that's just something weird I looked up. <laughs> anyway, um, it, it's definitely looking like uh, an interesting uh, offseason it, for the It's Jets. not looking interesting. It's it's looking like sad. Yes. Painful. Dude, I the ending of loss. It has for a while for the Jets. It Come did. On, man. It did. Come on, it man. Did. It, it did. It did. But listen, I'm going to give you a secret. Do you know why? Do you know why Barnum and Bailey's had to go out of business? It was because the Jets took over. Okay, it had nothing to do with the animals. Barnum and Bailey Circus is not allowed in New York because the Jets exist. Ringling Brothers does it. Barnum and Bailey's Ringling Brothers, whatever it's Ring, called. It was Ringling Brothers. All right, all right. I'm just saying the, the Jets are the circus in town, and that's all you have to do. If you want to go see the circus, season tickets are available. Thanks for coming on, man. No I appreciate it. It was great to get a, a, a fan's insight on this Absolutely. team. Absolutely. Uh, good luck on the, the eventual GM search here. Dude, and man, I'll give you my number, man. If things get real bad, just call me before you end it all, okay? This guy's... What is he... <laughs> he thinks the Giants are better off. He really does. <laughs> they are. <laughs> he thinks they are. Come on, dude. See, right. see, here's the thing. The Jets just made the smart decision and got rid of their bad GM. You still have your bad GM. Yeah, I like Edelman, man. Here's the thing, though. Imagine if the Jets traded Le'Veon Bell. At, hey, at least they don't have a Boston guy as a GM. If you needed to get some good pastrami, you just ask Edelman, man. He'll know where to get it. Yeah, in mm. Boston. <laughs> All I'm saying is, I won't get started with the Giants. I'm not even against the Giants. I'm not like a giant hater. The thing is, is that that's just a bad. Do you have anything you'd want to plug, other than like his mouth? (laughs) 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 Come by, man. I appreciate it. I do. do. Thanks again. Uh, You guys could. this has been Steve Familia. I'm Walter. This is Quinn. Hey, I have an Instagram now. Yeah, you go ahead and plug wow. your Instagram. You can follow me at the underscore Anthony Quinn. Ah, light bear. You can follow the podcast at Draft Vice on Twitter. You could also follow me on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Snapchat at Brojo Death Punch, B-R-O-J-O. Death is in the end of life. And punch like I'm going to do to Quinn after we get done with this <laughs> podcast. All right, uh, I'm going to post up. Uh, you're going to be able to watch at this end of this video. There should be a video here. Uh, th- like uh, You can click on it. It's going to be the jump <laughs> right here, yeah, right here to uh, the, Jet- oh, the episode we did with the Jets and their draft. Uh, probably another link to uh, a playlist here, linking to all our draft episodes. And uh, please like, follow, and subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, uh, subscribe and leave a review. Thank you. Cheers. Peace, Peace out. Love pot and microdots. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about the past. I'm about the future.